We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good? Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm your guy, Sean Davis at SD2 Mics. As always, we're brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And it's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, make sure that you drink responsibly. Probably going to give you an hour. I had to stick around because of uh, rain last night. Some issues with my basement left. Landed in Indianapolis this morning, and he is making his way to South Bend a little bit later. I think he's going to jump in in a few minutes. He said he was going to lay down and get him a nap. But we are excited to be in the South Bend area. Don't forget, we're locking in a two-hour show tomorrow, special guests. And then we'll be going to the uh, pantry, giving away food to the less fortunate. And culminating with the South Side YMCA or South Bend YMCA. And then uh, left from four to seven, he has an appearance. And we'll be there from four to seven at Lucky's, if I'm not mistaken. I'll get the correct information before the end of the show. All right. Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation. If you go to the YouTube page, make sure you subscribe. And then that thumb, the up, yeah, hit that. Helps with our views. Hit that like button. Hit the notification bell. And then whether or not you Android, iPhone, tablet, whatever you choose to listen to the audio edibles that we give every day, just go to CFB Nation right now. Go to CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just go search CFB Nation. Get great content. Not just us. Rise and Draft from Ryan Roberts. Then you have CFB All-American. They have great guys. Next week, we're going to have most of the hosts on CFB Nation on with us to kind of celebrate CFB Nation and what we have planned coming up for this fall and this summer. So you already know we're the home of the misguided passion. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So now we got that out of the way. Hopefully, Left will jump in when he awakens. I really didn't want to uh, want to bother him. He caught that red eye from L.A. Landed. Uh, an hour later, then scheduled, and then making a drive to wherever you had to get to in Indianapolis. I told him to go ahead and lay it down. And whenever he can join us, would be just fine today because we have plenty to talk about. We're going to talk about the wide receivers and the cornerbacks making each other better at Notre Dame. Uh, it's been a long time since we had that type of competition. I would say probably about four years. You know, it's so crazy, man. I was watching the Wake Forest game for 2018. Sam Hartman was a starter as a freshman, much smaller. And he was just getting ravaged by the Notre Dame defensive line all day. But even more than that, Michael Young, he had a costly fumble in the first quarter of that game. But the run after the catch um, was incredible, right? And then he had another great catch in the second quarter for about 50 yards. He cuts all the way across the field and finally gets tackled at the three-yard line. And, you know, of course, eventually he transfers. But it's just like, yo, I think that was because they got Kevin Austin. You had uh, him, Kevin Austin. They were the young guys. And you still had, think, Chase Claypool. I mean, the wide receiver room at that point was highly competitive and thick. And then once it started getting hit with the transfers, injuries, you know, they just never recovered until recently. And now the wide receiver room is up to a point to where the numbers are looking pretty good. And more than that, man, <laughs> Chancey Stuckey, is very impressed 
with the amount of talent in that room? I think the talent level has jumped big time, bringing the um, three freshmen in. I think the competitiveness of the room, top to bottom, because you bring, you add three guys to the room that really have some great skill sets, you know, that makes the room better. And then the guys around them see that, it's like, okay, everyone's making plays, maybe I need to do more. So the goal is to create such a high level of competition that guys have a no choice standard but to get better. Appreciate you, Coach Stuck. The talent in the room was definitely elevated by the three freshmen. And I think that's something we pointed out. Coach Stuckey, when he met with the media, he pointed out something as well. Him along with the staff, they expected the three freshmen to hit a wall during spring practice. But they never did. Uh, as Coach Stuckey explained, he said they kind of ran through the wall and knocked it down. And now, as they get closer to the blue and gold game, they're making plays consistently in practice at a high level. So that just shows you how recruiting talented players can make you look much better as a coach, right? We say this all the time. You can be a great coach, but you look so much better when you have great talent, right? You go find any great coach, any league, college, pros, I guarantee you the talent that they coached was pretty elite in order for them to be considered a great coach. So one of the things that I think some people disagree with, and I said this, is that Coach Stuckey is under the microscope for me. And what that means is, no, his job is not on the line. No, he's not on a hot seat. But the quarterback room is better. The talent is better in the wide receiver room. Shouldn't that equal more production from the wide receivers? I'm just asking the question. If the quarterbacks are better and the talent is better, Shouldn't that equal more production from the wide receiver room? Now, I'm not going to sit here and say 30% more, 40% more, 50% more, but there should be a stark difference in the wide receiver production from last year and the wide receiver production in 2023. Matter of fact, it shouldn't even be close. Shouldn't even be close. And I think that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to seeing. Now, we're going to talk about the draft and the things that jumped out at us from the draft. That's the LL question of the day. What jumped out to you from the Blue and Gold game draft? And shout out to the way they structured it. I thought the structure was much better. Uh, shout out to Marcus Freeman. We kind of talked about this in our Blue and Gold game preview. We anticipated that pressure would not be allowed as much as we've seen in the spring practices. And they're only allowed to pressure one out of every four downs for the first three quarters. When it gets to the fourth quarter, all bets are off. Win the game by any means necessary. So the fourth quarter should be very competitive. Should be very competitive. But you know, I just 
a lot of people have took, I guess they were taken back when I made the statement that, look, Chancey Stuckey's under the microscope for me. He came in last year. He didn't have a deep room. You have to change some tendencies and change the mindset of the room and transform that room. You did that. You have to go out and recruit talent to that room. You did that. You got better quarterbacks on the roster. Now we need to see the production. Now it's time to see production. It's as simple as that. It's really A plus B equals C. It really is. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Coach Stuckey also talked about that standard he mentioned when he was talking about the talent. Everybody um, that really sticks out is Tobias. He, you know, making such a big jump from last year to now and challenging him. It's like all the work last year mentally, you know, because he has the physical part that he's made huge strides and he's become a leader for us. So watching him has been great. As you get to know the freshmen and seeing how, how they respond, okay, what kind of buttons can you push, or, you know, what, what motivates them, it's still an ongoing process. You know, so we have three and a half more months to really get ready, and now they know the standard going into the summer and into the fall, kind of what's expected in the tempo of practice and the standard of the room. Standard of the room for me, I remember having a conversation with Chancey Stuckey, like, as soon as he got to Notre Dame. He was so gracious, man. He was so gracious. And I believe it was myself and Tyler Horker that was standing there. We were talking about everything from him finding his coffee spot and his Ethiopian coffee that he loves and taking morning runs with his uh, his wife. And, and then he started talking about the breakdown of what he wanted to create in the wide receiver room and the vision that he had and being able to explain it in the form of modern-day basketball. And he also said that he would prefer that his wide receivers actually play basketball as a second sport because it gives them a certain level of agility and body control in the air to go up and make 50-50 catches. I said, okay. So... When you see like a Jaden Greathouse, when you see a Braylon James, keep that in mind. When you see a Dorian Brew in the class of 25 out of Ohio, who is a two-sport athlete, it might be better at basketball, honestly. Keep that in mind. And he's talking about this vision. And he's like, yo, I want my wing players to be the go-getters, to do everything. I can line them up anywhere, right? That's my guard, my small forward. My point guard has to be the leader. He has to be the captain. He has to be able to go and get the tough catches. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, man, you know, then you have my red zone guy, my 50-50 guys, my big tall guys. And one of them has to have versatility to be able to, you know, kind of handle the ball and do things on the perimeter as well as handle the paint. And, you know, he's like, those are the guys I'm going to be going after. Some tall guys, 6'4", 6'3", that are fast, but that can also run. And I said to myself, yo, that's interesting. I remember asking him, do you have any of those guys on the roster now? 
And he said, yeah, I have a few guys on the roster that can do that, some of the things that I'm looking for. But I could tell his vision was like connected to guys that he had already checked out, looked at their film, scouted them to say, man, this is the guy I want. I can tell you one of the guys right now that he was super excited about, one of the guys that fit what he wanted that he didn't end up with in the class was Rodney Gallagher. He didn't mention him by name, but I could tell, you know, just based upon how good Rodney Gallagher was in basketball and how multifaceted he was and how he lined up everywhere, how how dynamic he was, that was definitely one of the guys that he worked. I mean, he went hard for Rodney Gallagher. And for the most part, it looked like he was going to end up with Notre Dame until, you know, influences and people in his life influence him to stay closer to home and go to West Virginia. So, but I just remember having that conversation and him talking about the makeup of his wide receiver room and what the standard would be and how they would go hard. Let me tell you, I respect any any coach that goes out and researches how to make himself or themselves better in order to impact their kids. And this is something that Coach Stuckey has done. He searched out techniques from outside sources that develop wide receivers, not only at the collegiate level, but at the professional level, how they teach, how they make their bodies better, how they strengthen their muscles, how they allow themselves to be more flexible. He's gone out, he's researched this, and he's brought some of those techniques back, right? And it's one of the techniques was the one leg, the one leg hop into your release package. That's one of the things that we saw towards the end of camp last year and has become very prevalent and the norm in their warm-ups this year. And we saw the release packages, you know, Brave Lindsay, the release package clip. We saw the release packages definitely improve because we saw Braden Lindsey open the majority of the year. Quarterbacks just weren't able to really connect with him or else he would have had a much more impressive senior season on his way out. But I'm very impressed with what Chancey Stuckey has built in the wide receiver room to this point. He's done an incredible job, right? And when you do an incredible job and everything is set up the way it should be set up, now the proof has to be in the pudding, right? We have to see the production. So, yeah, I'm I'm watching. I'm watching. And it's tomorrow, not tomorrow, but Saturday going to be the start of, I think, Marcus Freeman kind (laughs) of putting that one of four plays you're only allowed to pressure. I think that's him, which we kind of said in our blue and gold preview. That's him calling off the dogs a little bit to say, okay, let's see our offense make some plays. Let's see our skill position guys go up against one another, mano a mano, and see who can come away with the victory, whether it's wide receiver against defensive back or whether it's running back against linebacker. Of course, we know the defensive lines and the offensive line have something to say in the running game and the passing game as far as protection. But I was happy to hear Marcus Freeman say something like that because I was like, yo, (laughs) if Al Golden – is allowed to just call plays. 
the way he's been calling them all spring. I don't know if this is going to be a high-scoring blue and gold game. But now that I see the format, I expect points to go up on the board because there's tons of talent. Offensively for Notre Dame to show off on Saturday. Lucky enough podcast. Sean Davis, CFB Nation. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just go and search CFB Nation. Lock us in. Automatic downloads for Apple Podcasts. Make sure you lock us in. Our website is going to go live. Each day our podcast will be embedded to the website, so you will have immediate availability for the audio edible we give you every day right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast via LuckyLeftyPod.com. It's going to be live very soon. And you know what? I'm a perfectionist. It probably would have been live in the middle of the week, but I keep bugging our creator about different changes. Like, can you change this? Can you make this look this way? Can you make this look that way? (laughs) So I'm probably getting on their nerves (laughs) with all the changes. But at the end of the day, we just really wanted to look really clean for the fans and for Notre Dame fans. So Coach Stuckey, there's been an addition to the wide receiver room that might not have been expected coming out of the last season, but it has been a pleasant surprise, according to most that have reported and watched practice. And that is running back Chris Tyree, now slot receiver Chris Tyree. What has it been like for Chris Tyree, Coach Stuck? He's such a veteran presence, and he's not like anyone we've had in our room. You know, he, he he's, um, has great acceleration. Um, he, he's shown great hands, and he's picked it up so fast just because of the knowledge that he has. You know, I was expecting a, a bigger curve, but, you know, by by practice two or three, you can see, hey, this dude can really help us. And he's really bought into learning. He takes coaching, you know, he's very cerebral, but he's brought an element of speed, an element of um, short area quickness, you know, that we didn't have in the room. So he's been a great asset. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I think just watching him in the practices that we were allowed to watch, I'm going to, he's. I'm very interested in getting into the season and to see how teams attack Chris Tyree in the slot. Whether or not they go nickel or even big dime and put a defensive back on them or whether or not they try to have a safety defend them in short spaces. I Please don't put a line back on them in coverage. It's not going to go well for your defense. But Chris Tyree in the slot, in a way, kind of dictates to defenses what they might have to do in order to combat his ability to get open in short spaces and then his ability to run after the catch. Like, how are you going to come at that as a defensive coordinator? It's going to be something to see how defensive coordinators choose to attack Notre Dame with Chris Tyree in the slot, right? And it's so so different because they can come out 21 personnel, right? Or they can come out 20 personnel, honestly, and still motion Chris Tyree out of the backfield. And do a lot of different things. So I don't know. For a long time, Notre Dame has used the run game to dictate the pass game. 
this might be a year where we see Notre Dame use the passing game to dictate the run game. And that's going to be very interesting, right? Where Notre Dame comes out, and because of the team that they're facing, they're going to allow their passing game to set up and establish the run game rather than it being the other way around, which has been the norm for Notre Dame football for a lot of years. So I think they have that ability, and it's going to be interesting to see against which opponents they choose to use that type of strategy. Chris Tyree, he met with the media, and he talked about, yo, going from running back to wide receiver. I think it helps me after the catch with, uh, you know, um, leading different angles, uh, make, making people miss in space. But um, honestly, right now, I'm just working on having the expertise as a, as, as a receiver, um, knowing, knowing where to line up, knowing how to work pre and post snap. So um, that's what I've been working with, post and post partner so far. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing hearing. He's so chill, man. Like, he talks about what is a difficult transition for most. You come to Notre Dame, you're supposed to be a big-time running back, game-changer. It just never seemed like Notre Dame figured out how to use you out of the backfield, right? And then you get these two big young kids, and I'll estimate Logan Diggs, who just kind of come in and just gobble up all the snaps. And then you find yourself, you know, moving a wide receiver, but you find yourself being very comfortable with the transition, especially the way that you're being used. And I go to say, man, why didn't they figure this out a year ago, two years ago, right? Because how many times have we seen Chris Tyree catch balls out of the backfield you can go back to the Fiesta Bowl, ball out of the backfield, big play. So he's always had that ability. And he talked about how much fun it's been working at wide receiver this spring. In the transition to um, Being able to work in space, um, I feel like that's the part that I like the most, just having so much space out there, being able to use a little bit more creativity, um, having a plan with my route running, stuff like that. Um, that's what I've been working with with Coach Parker, so it's been pretty fun. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty fun. You know why? With all athletes, all they ever want is the ball in their hands in space, right? It's as simple as that. And honesty, whether it's Steve Sarkeesian or Urban Meyer, talking about OCs that do an incredible job of just getting the ball to their athletes. Not worried about the position, not worried about whether or not they're lined up in the backfield or they're in the slot or what route they're running. Just finding plays to get them the ball in space so they can do what they do best. That's going to be the interesting thing for Jared Parker as the OC. How do you get Chris Tyree in space with opportunities to make plays for the Notre Dame offense, right? I don't think he's about to come out, run like this incredible route tree. (laughs) I think we can expect option routes, drag routes, you know, 
various crossing routes, maybe some out routes, quick screens, things of that nature. Get the ball to him as quick as you can and let his ability to make people miss in space, let it become an asset, a valuable asset for the Notre Dame offense. Should be interesting, right? That bear is watching. Once again, just like I say, the improved talent that Coach Stuckey talked about in the wide receiver room, Bear is watching with the production in connection with the improved quarterback play. It's the same thing with Chris Tyree. You can't have a weapon like that who seems to have made a seamless transition to wide receiver in the slot, and you don't use him. You don't get the ball in his hands. The Bears watching, very interested in the multiple ways they choose to get the ball in Chris Tyree's hands. And maybe we'll get a preview of that on Saturday during the Blue and Gold game. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So moving forward, I think we're going to hear, when we hear from the defensive backs, we're going to hear from them how they feel like the wide receiver room, they agree with Chancey Stuckey, the talent is much better, even the young talent, and how that has allowed them to look at the game a different way and get even better. We'll have that on the other side with Mike Mickens and his defensive backs coming up shortly. We heard from Coach Stuckey. We heard from Chris Tyree. So I know the guy you want to hear from in the wide receiver room. This is the guy with all the buzz, right? This is the guy, no one, no one, absolutely no one last year when he showed up in the fall. No one can defend him. He was beating everyone. But yet still he couldn't get on the field. Yet still you couldn't find five plays, five targets for this young man, even though he was just ripping through defense and defensive backs and practices. We kept hearing he's not ready. He's not ready. But gosh darn it, he's ready right now. You better believe it. We're talking about none other than Tobias Merriweather. Really fast. Like, I was talking to Ben the other day, and we're like, we've only been here for a year. And I think, like, just coming in every day is like a grind. You're like, dang, this is never going to be over. And then, like, now looking back, it's going like that. So it's just been really fast. It's been a good time. A lot of growth, a lot of learning. And then what are a couple areas that you've kind of focused on this spring? I think getting in and out of breaks, uh, making contested catches, and just getting the playbook. They can't teach size. With your size, how do you use your size to your advantage? I think it comes with, like, making those contested catches, like I said, down the field, you know, lay hands, uh, using your body to get in the way from defenders and going up top and grabbing it. And where have you improved the most in your receiving ability? Um, I think just consistency, like, Last um, sp- um, summer, I'm sorry. Summer, I'd be like going in and out, making plays, and then getting thrashed to the sideline. But now it's like more consistent, making more plays, doing the right thing, all that. Does it help your confidence that you're on the field more often now? Um, well, I think in terms of practice, like I was having consistent reps, but being with the, that one group, having Sam and Tyler back there with uh, JT and Dion, it's just been a lot of confidence we built within each other, and you know what we're going to do. We know like 
situationally where the ball's going and what they're looking at. So it's been uh, really good for confidence and just morale. Going into a second season with Chancey Stucky now, uh, how's that relationship grown? I think it's grown a lot. Like he's really tough on the on the first year guys right now. Like I'm like looking back, like damn, that was just me. And uh, I think you know just growing, just growing with him. Uh, you allow to see, you're able to see that like he does that for a reason. He's hard on you for a reason because like. He's hard on you because they're going to be hard on you when you're playing. No one's going to give you a rip off. You're not going to be able to just say, oh, my bad, and go back to the next one. Like, game's on the line. You got to make the play. I like that towards the end. Game is on the line. You got to make a play. That's it. I want to hear about excuses. It's interesting. You know what? That's one of my pet peeves, right? as a competitor, when you're on a team and you're in clutch moments, the guys that would always be like my fault, man, it would make my skin just crawl, bro. Like, no kidding. <laughs> no one else threw the ball away. No one else turned the ball over. Yes, it's your fault. Yes, we know it's your fault. <laughs> He's make my skin crawl. Like, dude. Just don't do it. And you won't have to say my bad. But it's been a lot of my bad in the wide receiver room at Notre Dame over the last couple of years, I would say. A lot of my bad. Even from the quarterbacks, my bad. I know you were wide open for that post route that was a touchdown. My bad. No. Teams that say my bad on scoring opportunities normally end up losing games. When the opportunities are there, <laughs> make the plays. I was actually texting with B. Drisk last night, and <laughs> he was like, yo, I'm watching this Alabama-Tennessee game. And he's like, yo, I have so much respect for Bryce Young. You know, because Bryce Young was injured. And he was like, yo, I have so much respect for this kid. Like, he's the only reason they're in this game at Tennessee. And there is no my bad, right? They lost the game. There is no, man, my bad. No, no, no. Make the plays, right? Make the plays. Alabama had an opportunity to make a third down conversion, they missed, right? Bryce Young took it on himself, said that's on me, even though it was a drop pass. Their field goal kicker misses, Tennessee gets the ball, <laughs> and then Hooker drives him down the field. They block the kick, and it still gets over the crossbar to win the game. Tennessee wins the game. I mean, that's same thing with LSU and Alabama. Like, Alabama had the opportunity, like, in that game to put the game away. They miss a third down. LSU gets the ball back, ties it up, wins it on a two-point conversion. You know, that is high-level sports, high-level Division One football, Power 5 football at its best. And I think with Notre Dame, if you go back and you look at the two games against Georgia or you look at – the games they've lost against Clemson, there have been plenty of opportunities. I go back to 2018, the matchup early against Clemson. 
whether it's the turnovers or Ian Book fumbling on their side of the field with the opportunity to hit McKinney <clears throat> on a post route. The opportunities have been there in big games for Notre Dame, right? But you've just gotten a lot of, my bad. Man, that's my bad. And that's something that has to change at Notre Dame. You know, I'm glad Tobias Merriweather said that. Things have to go from my bad to, yo, nice play. Good stuff. Yeah, that's what's up, boy. Good expletive. That's what has to change. You can't have any more my bad in big games at Notre Dame when it comes to big opportunities, whether it's offensively or defensively. You get the opportunity to make the play, make the play. Tobias Merriweather is telling you we have to make the plays. That's the mantra this year. I'm, I'm, man, I'm so happy to hear that from a young wide receiver. Like, we could talk all this talk about the spring. But what's going on? We have to make plays. It warms my heart to hear a young man recognize, yo, everything is set up. Everything is set up for us. There's no more excuses. It's time for us to make plays. Glad to hear that from the young man who was laughing. One of the other things he said when he spoke to the media, he said, yo, I'm sitting up here saying to myself, yo, I haven't even been on campus for a year. You know, he came during the fall. Him and Benjamin Morrison, they showed up at the same time. They haven't been on campus for a full year. And we have expectations for the both of them that are probably through the roof, right? Through the roof. <laughs> Two kids that haven't been on another day campus for more than a year. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. So, I think this wide receiver room, as much as we look forward to add points to the scoreboard for Notre Dame, I truly think they've had a positive impact on the defensive backs. I truly do. I'm not sure if the cornerbacks were truly challenged last year in spring or fall practices. I don't know if they were truly challenged. That's a totally different narrative here in 2023 as we sit two days out from the blue and gold game. I think the challenge has been incredible, right? And Tobias Merriweather talked about this, how there's constant chirping back and forth between the defensive backs and the wide receivers on the field and off the field and in the locker room when they're getting ready for practice and how they look at each other like, okay, we have to go put it on them today. You see they're talking that they're talking that smack. Let's go put it in work. You'd love to hear that, man. Iron sharpens iron, right? Iron sharpens iron. So you love to hear stuff like that. You love to hear stuff like that. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation. Sometimes a good chunk of Irish breakdown. This fall exclusively on CFB Nation. YouTube, that thumb that goes up, hit it for us. Tell us what the views. We respond to all comments. Leave five stars for us over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We give you all the audio edibles each and every day, home of a misguided passion, lucky enough for podcasts. We spend it different. How much better have the wide receivers made the defensive backs? Well, you might as well hear it from them. On the other side, Lucky Lefty Podcast.